You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. The only people for me are the mad ones. The world is filled with the boring and the barely conscious. Misery loves company. But we don't have to live this way. Jessica and I are here to talk to those the system rejects, to radicals and thought criminals. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but push the boundaries of acceptable discourse. Those who stare reality in the face and dare it to be different. History isn't made by the timid, and fun is not had by the perpetually afraid. We are the mad ones. So let's get to it. Welcome to the mad ones. I'm your whatever the opposite of a skinwalker, as I believe the word is fat boy, host Cam Harless. And with me, as always, is the only gardening hobbit that I will have anything to do with, Miss Jessica Green. How are you doing, I knew I'm fine. I knew my intro would have something to do with hobbit hobbitry. I, I hate <laughs> hobbits. And you know why. No. One specific. I know hobbit. why. I know. Oh. I know. But, you know, you can't be racist against my people. We're not all I, represented by um, Sean Astin. I, I disagree with this. I will be racist <laughs> based on whatever I determine is good enough. And Sean Astin dropped my motorcycle. So um, <laughs> that's what you get for letting a hobbit ride your motorcycle in the first place. It really, it really is on me in a big way. But he still could have not been a dick. <laughs> I mean... Um, but before we introduce our guest, because we're, we're going to talk about cryptids, we're going to talk about <laughs> myth, myth, mythical creatures tonight. Um, but before I introduce her, I do want to say, hey, we have a new partnership. Uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee. Uh, ben and John, you may know John from Lions of Liberty, that podcast. You may know Ben from Homesteads and Homeschools. Um, they have a little coffee business that they do called uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee, which is RY mcoffee.com and they have some i got the uh bourbon barrel aged coffee and it doesn't just smell good it tastes great but if you go to rymcoffee.com and use the promo code the mad ones you get 10 percent off so lorenzotti's gone stocks are gone for lorenzotti i'm sorry to say but we have more coffee for you so with that let us turn to our our guest let's let's bring on the the cryptid expert uh joining us tonight is a force of nature on twitter a resin artist a builder of phallus shaped lamps a woman known as rebel scum han woman who just loved jorts made of thunder and the the exclusive bartender to your favorite mythical creature harley the cryptid bartender hello everyone (laughs) hello how are you doing i'm (laughs) good <laughs> well, let's pretend I didn't have a narcoleptic episode literally right before y'all started recording. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I want to talk about cryptids, but I also want to talk about narcolepsy just for a yeah. touch because that is not something I have. So, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, is it hard being narcoleptic? Like, how how hard is it? That honestly really depends because it is very case by case. Some people, um, they'll just have the excessive sleepiness and maybe some extra vivid dreams and that's about it. Others will like legit have multiple sleep attacks a day. Like one minute they're fine and all of a sudden they're asleep for 10 minutes and then two hours go by and they're doing it again. And it really, some people, and there's different types as well. And so, yeah, it's really case by case for me. Yeah, it absolutely sucks. But (laughs) what, what type do you have? Do you have like the vivid dreams? Oh yes. 
I, uh, okay. I have type one, which includes body paralysis and um, like, yes. So okay. uh, yeah, earlier when I was so, sitting down breathing, I was like, that's what I was trying to prevent <laughs> paralysis. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, do you do you get extreme. like this? I'm sorry, I, I keep interrupting you. I'm just no, really fine. interested in this. I've never talked to a narcoleptic before. <laughs> so um, do you get like the sleep paralysis where you'll Severely, see? Yes. Okay. Do you see yeah. visions when you're having the sleep? Mm -hmm. If this is okay for you to talk about, I don't, no, I don't mind like... it at all. I don't mind it at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I, do I, I, know, I do. I get major sleep paralysis, and a lot of people for sleep with sleep paralysis, it's just like, yeah, I was laying in bed and I couldn't move, and I saw like a little shadow in the corner. For most people, that's kind of how it is. I, when I say I get it severely, I'm talking like extreme vivid dreams where I'm like being hunted and, and all kinds. I mean, I've had just the weird little spookiness in the corner times, but mm -hmm. it's usually far more vivid and dramatic than that. Um, and yeah, it can get very intense. Wowza. I just want to say, you're not supposed to say narcoleptic. Jessica, I don't. That's, that's <laughs> racist. You have to say a person of narcolepsy. Just call me, <laughs> just call me a fucking narc. That's all you got. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't know there was a woke term for it. I'm sorry. Well, when um, you can make up anything, I do. That's what I'm Fair enough. So I only have nightmares because I smoked um, pot chronically for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I've only begun to dream again in the last like two weeks. And it's terrifying. And the only dreams that I have are like severely scary nightmares which I'm told this is going to fade for me after, mm -hmm. you know, like my body gets used to the new state yeah. of things. But yeah, so that really interests me, someone that kind of like lives in that state because it's a, it, it puts me into depression and it made me like, I, I cried for a whole day because of the dream that I had the night before was so scary. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like know how to process what were essentially like vivid hallucinations. And um, yeah, so that's why I started like looking into it and I found out about like sleep paralysis and then these things called paralysis demons, which are, I guess, these like shadowy figures that will either like sit on top of you or sit at yeah. the end of your bed or I guess in the corner of your room, mm -hmm. like just being generally terrifying. And so, yeah, that's um, it's sort of interesting that you crossed my path with this sort of right when I started. I'm not experiencing the sleep paralysis demon thing. But I am having dreams that are so scary that like I, I'm not used to dreaming. So in the dream, I don't yeah. know that I'm dreaming. Right. I just am there. Yes. And it's horrifying. It How is. do you cope? <laughs> <laughs> I um I right. mean, I'm not gonna lie, I only just recently started using marijuana and cannabis myself. Um, like That'll this year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I started taking because I've been told it'll help with sleep, it'll help keep the sleep paralysis away, etc. And I had um, a very traumatic incident um, at the in the beginning of this year. And so my sleep paralysis and everything got significantly worse because of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I was told by many people, like, start smoking, start doing marijuana, take, you know, can't. I was already, I already tried CBD oil in the past. I didn't really feel like it helped all that much, to be honest. Right. Um, but I'm so I was told like just start smoking it straight or do edibles or something and that'll help keep it away. So I so I did pick up on that um to help and it, it helps a bit. It does. Okay. But um I I do have kind of over the top levels of sleep paralysis compared to other only 25% of narcoleptics actually experience sleep paralysis. 
So okay. it, yeah, so it's really not even that common to begin with. So it's a little difficult to cope just because it's so, it's not well understood. And so like you mentioned, uh, the demons, you know, they'll feel like it's a, something on their chest or at the foot of, of their yes. bed. Um, there are actually a great deal of cryptids and abduction stories that are theorized to be related to sleep paralysis. And so, um, yeah, it, it's just to give you an idea. I didn't hear of sleep paralysis until I was about 18, 19 years old. And mm -hmm. I actually heard about it thanks to a UFO documentary explaining how it might be connected to UFO abductions. And so I looked into it and there was like no information. It was just like, yeah, some people have it for some reason. Like there, that was all the info I was finding. So I'm like, okay, so for some reason I get it, I guess, because this matches what I've been going through since I was like seven years old. And now we know it's you. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, I just yeah, can't imagine it, a poor little seven year old baby going through that. I'm sorry it, to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's 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 horrifying. And um, so I there was just no there was no information. There was no connection. It was just like, yeah, some people get this sometimes. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess I get this. And it wasn't until another about six, seven years later. I saw this article about how it's usually connected to narcolepsy. And not very long after that, I had a medical genetic reading done and discovered it was saying type one narcolepsy over and over and over and over again. I'm like, what the hell? So I started looking into it. But just to give you an idea, that was only like a few years ago that mm -hmm. I even knew this was a thing. So there really was no coping. There's still no coping because it's just not well understood yet. Right, right. Um, the dream that I had that put me into a state where I was like in tears all day was a demon pressing me down and holding me down and said very clearly to me, there's nothing you can do to stop me. And in my head all day long, just the words and the voice were ringing in my head. And it was so vivid that I would just like start crying. Cause like I said, yeah. I, I haven't dreamed for 20 years. Oh no. It, when it feels that real, it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, so you said that, that the weed is helping you, um, like it's tampering your dreams down a little bit. Yes. I haven't had as many, um, paralysis episodes lately. I still dream very vividly that has not stopped by any means, but, mm -hmm. um, the actual paralysis itself hasn't been happening as much. Okay. Well that's, you know, that's a blessing yeah. as much as it sure. is. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew a lady when I was a kid who was not narcoleptic, but epileptic mm -hmm. and thus wasn't allowed to drive. Is that the same drive. with? Okay. I, I was yeah. just curious. It, it's, it seems like it would be a very dangerous thing to do. Yes. Um, I've had multiple incidences where I've randomly passed out at school, at work. Like it is a lot of my symptoms um, are emotion induced. And when I say emotion, it's like, Stress is usually the big one, but that's because stress is such a stronger emotion just kind of on its own, you know, and um, it can be triggered by excitedness, like, oh, my God, I'm so stoked right now. And I just paralyzed. It can be extreme sadness, shock, like, I mean, there have been times, you know, I, I've heard some kind of news like, hey, your father just you know, is in a coma and my I just lost complete feeling of my the lower half of my body and just dropped the floor, you know? And wow. so, yes. So it is, uh, I don't even have a driver's license. Like it's, it's a legit potential threat for everybody around. 
Yeah. Well, you know, that's understandable. Um, I wonder well, if it has something to do with blood pressure that because you'll experience a spike in blood pressure that maybe that will be available it, to your brain. I guess what it is, is it's a, I can't think of the name, but it's caused by a decrease in a certain hormone that's normal in our bodies. So like when we just don't produce the same amount as other people, it's like way less. And so that's actually what triggers an narcolepsy and the, and the, the paralysis mm. stuff is called cataplexy. It can actually, you mentioned epilepsy, cataplexy can resemble epilepsy. So oftentimes they're actually misdiagnosed as each other because sometimes it's not just paralysis, it's also convulsions, which I've had as well. So yeah, I do not drive. <laughs> Yeah, I can yeah. see, I could see um, in the past before medical science became available before we could do MRIs and hormone testing, that this is very much a source of where these like cryptid stories were, would come from. Absolutely. It, the, absolutely. Been, the, um, Tokolosh is a likely example. That's an African one. And um, but yeah, definitely alien abductions, demons, the succubus and incubus legends are, are theorized to likely be from that. Well, yeah. I want to get into cryptids, but before that, I bought the dumbest thing, and I just wanted, <laughs> just I, wanted the knife this, out. I want right? to try this live. Um, it's these are are moonshine pickles. Yeah, it's it's, okay. it's a surprisingly <laughs> low alcohol volume for moonshine. Well, that's lame. I th yeah. yeah, it's like 40, <laughs> 40 proof. Like, what is that? Like, most. So of you stuff also I have to do a shot of the juice. Oh, I absolutely will. I have two yeah. glasses here. I have two glasses here because I also I also bought some um, Uncle Nearest bourbon. No, it's not bourbon. It's just whiskey. It's a Tennessee whiskey. Uncle Nearest, interesting enough, uh, for the longest time, uh, Jack Daniel and the Jack Daniels Distillery uh, claimed that he learned how to become a master distiller through the guy he worked for named Call before him. However, it came out several years ago that it was he actually learned everything that he knew and how to distill whiskey from an uh, an ex slave uh, named uh, Nathan uh, Nearest Green, I believe. I think he shares a last name with Jessica. Um, so maybe maybe you should repent, Jessica. Maybe your, your, <laughs> that is maybe that's your ancestors were bad. <laughs> <laughs> My ancestors but, were bad, but for different reasons. <laughs> but that. I. I find it interesting because it's distilled. It's a whiskey that's based on the recipes back then um, and based on apparently on some form of his. Um, and it's the first uh, whiskey named after a black man. So I was like, hey, that's interesting enough to try. I hope it's not terrible. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to try this pickle. You, you ask questions and I'm just going to emote as okay. I eat this damn pickle. <laughs> so... Um I guess where I was going with that is that um, because these visions tend to have a similarity between them, very much like the sitting on the chest is something like I experienced that. And then I went looking online and was like, oh, this is something people have experienced for hundreds of years. This exact yes. sensation of being held down by a scary figure who sometimes says things to you, sometimes doesn't. And that really makes a lot of sense to me that indeed this might be the source of where some of these cryptid stories come from. Um, do you can like can you expand on that? You had mentioned like a, an African story. Do you know anything about that, or is that connected yeah. to sleep paralysis? Or it's, it's theorized that there's a possibility. Um, basically, the Tokolosh is a um, it's an African cryptid, and it's like a little um, 
spirit demon creature type thing and basically how they're created according to legend is you have to find like a witch doctor and she will kill somebody for you and she'll use like this magic powder to turn a dead person into this tokolosh and basically it, it shrinks it gets kind of disfigured um well you already mentioned phallus can i continue it has to do with yeah. phallus sweet yeah, okay it. apparently these have a massive schlong that they got to sling over their shoulders and <laughs> all right and so it's not um, all bad to get turned into a tokolosh you get a monster I, I mean, you're all like a horse afterwards so i guess yeah worse right. things could happen but people will report uh feeling them on their chest the or, or like the schlong <laughs> well i mean i guess that would be included oh god can you imagine how horrible that must be you wake <laughs> up and there's this little like like no thing and he just has this massive donkey like, dong <laughs> yes and he's just climbing up your bed with it slung over his shoulder trying not to slap you with it but you know you're gonna get slapped with it because how can you not like how big it is and you're just like how are you maybe that's why they weren't moving because they're like oh god i don't even want to touch that if i move if i budge wrong that's gonna fall it's gonna land on me like oh my god what do i do <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Imagine but, um, waking up in the middle of the night and there's just this giant dong holding you down and you can't get up. You can't move because there's a giant penis on your chest. <laughs> it tastes like a pickle. It's Oh. By the way, it's, it's just not the like dong or the, or the thing. <laughs> I mean oh, <laughs> not the Tokolosh's dick. Oh, <laughs> the moonshine sure. pickle. Um yeah, it just tastes like a pickle, smells like pickle. I mean there's a little bit of an alcohol feel. Not I mean, honestly, taste. you'd have to have an alcohol feel in the pickle in order to get me to eat a pickle. I don't like pickles. It's not bad. Okay. I mean, it's just it's just a pickle and pickle juice. All right. Okay. So there Fair you enough. go. I There's... expected it to be more boozy. Well, with moonshine, I I like it. I, I first off, I expect moonshine to be much higher proof. Yeah. So I expect. I, I didn't expect this when I bought it because I saw the forty. 40 proof which is weak shit um but i expect it to be like 100 110 proof 120 proof when it's moonshine mm -hmm. and so i just expected it so i've tried the moonshine the strawberry moonshine and if you eat one of those strawberries your whole tongue goes numb i've mm -hmm. had that before i've made, actually made one of my cryptic cocktails with that <laughs> yeah and so that makes your whole tongue go numb completely and so it's like i expected that this is it's weak. It's just pickles. I mean, that's disappointing. I, I can't yeah, really. I mean, it's it's fine. I'll eat the whole bottle or jar eventually, but nothing to write home about. It's just a pickle. Yeah, aren't those aren't those like twenty bucks a bottle or some shit? Too? It was fifteen. Damn. Okay. For pickles? I was gonna say it's expensive pickles. Yeah. I made pickles in my backyard. Uh. -uh. Um, okay, so the the well, let's go back to the tokolosh before I forget my train of thought here. So the tokolosh reminds me quite a bit Dick of. On the mind. Um, I do. I have a big schlong on the mind now. I have to focus. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, so I always end up getting people to think about schlong and either through my Etsy or something. Right, right. Um, no, oh my gosh, guys, check out her Etsy shop. By the, can you put the link up on the thingy, the ticker thingy? Her Etsy That's shop is amazing. Try. She sells these dick lamps that are out of control. Awesome. Her dick mold so, broke though. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's no. breaking. It's not quite there. I can probably get one or two uses out of it, but it's on okay. its way. Yeah. 
that's sad. F in the chat. F in the chat. Yeah, F in the chat for the dick mold. Um, <laughs> so the Tokolosh uh, story reminds me quite a bit of, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie or read the book Serpent of the Rainbow. No. It's um, about this uh, Harvard professor who would go to these different tribal regions to get their medicines. And then they would take them back, they would analyze them in the lab, and they would actually be able to create like um, laboratory-tested medicines for medical science from these tribal types of cures. And one thing they got from like the Andes jungle is the um, the puffer pit, the puffer fish poison from the blow darts that they would use for hunting. And they actually currently still use it, I think, in um, anest an anesthetizing. I can't pronounce things. They anesthetize people. That's part of the ingredients that they use. So this guy went to Haiti to try to find the zombie powder that was supposed to put people into this state where their souls were shrunk down and put into a little jar. And you would get like a voodoo practitioner to like kill somebody, basically trapping their soul in this jar. And then they could be raised from the dead as the zombie. Now, this guy had gone to tribe after tribe all over the world and gotten their cures and come back. When he went to Haiti, he came back and was like, do not fuck with those people. That shit is real. And so there is something about hoodoo and voodoo that is like this completely scientific, secular scientist was like, do not fuck with this stuff. It's, I wouldn't it's be surprised, genuine. to be honest. Yeah. I, wouldn't be. I mean, I'm not necessarily an instant believer, but I'm also not an instant skeptic. It's like... Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, I've seen some weird crap that's technically unexplained. Lots of people have. So it's like, well, I don't know. Anything would be out there. Yeah. Well, there's definitely things we do, don't have explanations for. So to think that, like, science has found everything, we know everything, it's not possible for there to be ghosts or whatever. Like, that's hubris, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't know that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the, the, what reminded me of it was the jar, like, that the practitioner would put someone's soul, shrink it down and put it into this jar. Well, and, and you mentioned the powder too, to yeah, kind of turn into a zombie. That's essentially what they are. They're essentially like these zombie spirit things. And mm -hmm. um, I, I can't remember the exact like method to be honest. I have a drink based off of it too, actually, but I'm just a little fuzzy on the details right now. But um, yeah, does yeah, that, that does. A, what? Does it have a hot dog in it as a stir for the drink? <laughs> No, um, it's got banana though. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. you go. Even there better. Go. Mm -hmm. As far as girth and length go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it the reason I want to talk about cryptids, and I'm I also just want to talk about more specific ones, either somewhat today and later on. Okay. But I really I did a lot of um. I, I watched a lot and listened to a lot of true crime podcasts and stuff like that for a number of years. Um, and I would always, I was always there for the cults. I was always there for the, the serial killers for all that stuff. But I'd see the, the episodes about cryptids and I was like, I'm, I'm that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> I want to hear about Pee Wee Gaskins. I want to hear about Ed Gein. I want to hear about, uh, what was the, the, Oh, uh, what, what's the name of that? Om Shinrikyo, the Japanese cult where they went out and killed a bunch of people and it was part of their deal. That's what I wanted to hear about. And, but I, I was always like, Oh, you know, I'll check out Skinwalker ranch later, but I, I need a, a, an introduction. And so what was your introduction to cryptids and your interest? How, what piqued your interest to get you there? Um, 
I feel like that's kind of a long story and also not like, I guess to be specific, I don't know. As a little kid, I was always really fascinated by wildlife. I wanted to be like the next like Steve Irwin or Jack Hanna, you know, like that was my dream job. And so I just, the idea of nature and creatures that we didn't quite understand, discovering them, it just like really clicked with me. And I want to say it was an episode, like a Halloween episode of Reading Rainbow. And they had some kind of, I think they had like a section on Bigfoot or something or something like that. I'm kind of like, wait. And I was like, that's kind of cool, you know? And so the idea was in the back of my head. And to make it a longer story, um, I grew up in a very, very strict, like, old fashioned kind of church, essentially, where I was like taught, no, there's no monsters, there's no ghosts, there's absolutely no aliens. And I wasn't even allowed to like toy with the idea. I wasn't allowed to research anything on it. And so the wonder like, okay, so I'm fascinated with the wildlife here, but what if there's wildlife out there? You know what I mean? Like that was in my head. And, but I wasn't allowed to pursue that knowledge like at all. So then right. drama, I'm no longer being told no and i just dive bombed into all of it like all the unknown it wasn't just cryptids it was cryptids and aliens and conspiracy theories and like just everything i just got sucked into because a lot of them do also connect with each other you know mm -hmm. conspiracy theories a lot of them do connect with various cryptids not just the ufo stuff where a lot of cryptids were theory theorized to be aliens you know so it all just kind of circled around and so you couldn't really escape any of it but that was fine with me because was like oh that makes it more interesting you know so if you, if you had to give a primer to somebody who had never heard the word cryptid before and mm -hmm. they said what is that what would you kind of say encompasses cryptids honestly i just say bigfoot Loch Ness monster mothman jersey devil because that then they're like oh i've heard of those now i get what it means you know like just the right. animals that are that you don't really know about maybe they exist maybe they don't so it's specifically meant to be animals, not necessarily like um, sentient creatures that would be more like right. people. So it wouldn't be vampires. No, right. I mean, cryptids can, that depends on who you ask, to be honest. Um, what kind of vampire? Kind, well, I mean, like for instance, um, there is the Romani vampire watermelons and they are literally, <laughs> no, they, they are what they sound. They are like Rom Romani watermelon vampires but they don't have like vampire mouths they just want to suck your blood but they can't suck your blood so they just kind of roll around grunting after you and kind of headbutt you because that's all they can do those technically count as a cryptid <laughs> but um excuse me i need yeah. to visit google real quick well <laughs> let me just hit this button because i when i was searching for cryptids i found this little guy called the ningen and this is my mm. new favorite cryptid because <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> That's a very odd <laughs> representation of it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I, I saw this this oh my god uh, quarter whale with human legs, and I was just like, hell yeah, <laughs> this is this is this is my stuff. And I think it's I also find it funny that I'm like I'm not really into cryptids, but I've got a you know a, a cryptid on my arm. Jackalope. Yeah, I mean it's I I'm, it. I'm a liar. <laughs> so straight <laughs> up, it's a the, it's a it's a watermelon that or gourd. or gourd it can be any kind of any kind yes, of it brown be a gourd, gourd. it could be a melon yeah <laughs> but it's a vampire yes huh okay so here's here's what i need you to type in now jessica oh no and you this to type is not in okay casa obaki which is k-a-s-a -A hyphen o-b-a-k-e 
This is a oh, Japanese right cryptid or a ghost. Kind ah, of. but it's a it's, it's an, an umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> get that away from me! Get it! Get it away! I do not. I, in the words of Maddie, I do not trust that thing. Get it off! Get it off the screen. We um we were talking when we had Maddie from Voluntary Vixens on. We were talking about Stalin and uh, specifically that last photograph of him mm. where he's got like black eyes, and we put it on the screen, and she was like, "Get that thing away from me!" Like you could tell it genuinely like struck her. Um, this the 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 umbrella thing is not so scary, but some of these things, um, I can always tell when there's a little nugget of truth to like a ghost story or a monster story because I get kind of like a um like my skin raises up, I get goosebumps and like the hair on the back of my head raises up, and so with most of the things like Bigfoot and stuff like that, I it's completely dead. But when you start talking about things like skinwalkers. Something about the skinwalkers made every hair on my arm stand straight up in the air. I was like, get that away from me. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm in skinwalker territory, actually. What do you okay, know? Tell, tell us some skinwalker shit. I tell don't have about- any skinwalker shit. I just know I'm in skinwalker area. So far, I've been spared. <laughs> but right. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. That one, to me, strikes me as there is something actual going on there. And... I, I mean, I, okay, so I think that these things are demons, to be honest, like yeah. that, because they're manifestations that are not, they're not good in any way. They're like terrifying, they kill stuff. Like, yeah. so to me, they're manifestations of demons, but like, can you tell sort of people who don't know what we're talking about, like about skinwalkers a little bit about what they are? And um, since you're in the area, like how they affect the culture of your area? To be honest, from what I know, they don't really affect the culture all that much. I mean, I'm sure if you get to the reservations or something, then yes, they are very large. I know once you get closer to the reservations, um, they are very still a large part of their culture. Absolutely. Um, right. But they're also very secretive about it. There are things that they don't want outsiders to know. And I can't, yeah. I don't know that information. I just know that's a fact. Right. But um, I mean, I, I live in rural Arizona. I live like, I mean, there are petroglyphs around from native american tribes in the past like literally around my area just several minutes cool. away you know and um yeah there are absolutely strange stories out here but i can't necessarily say they were skinwalker related right right so have you had any kind of experiences that you would attribute to i mean being that you have that interest do you have a story of your own where you're like, yeah, this was definitely something otherworldly? Uh, yeah, I've had a few different experiences, to be honest. Um, one of the more prominent ones, I just say prominent because I wasn't the only one who saw it. My stepdad was there with me. Um, yeah. but, this is a, but this was back in Sacramento, actually, in my teens. And uh, my mom, I was in my mom's bedroom. She had two desks, two PCs in that room. So I'm on one. My stepdad's on the other. And we're just doing our thing and we hear a weird sound behind us and we look and we're and we see a window fan just laying on the ground that was like unplugged but it looked like it had smoke around it but i don't mean like it was smoking like on fire i mean like this right, right. Spoon that was moving around it looking like a smoke and we both looked at each other and said did you see that and right then it just turned mm-hmm. on full blast while unplugged Mm. what the heck I'm, and oh, so i'm like man. and i know it's not me because my stepdad are, we're both like what the fuck you know so right yeah <laughs> that's 
So I I find that when people see manifestations like smoke, it will often be accompanied by like an acrid kind of smell. Did you experience anything like that? Any kind of olfactory hallucination at the same time? To be honest, I don't remember. We were both kind of freaked out and my mom woke up and didn't believe me. So a fight ensued. (laughs) So I don't remember to be honest, but um, I will say uh, that house had a lot of dead people energy my parents were antique okay so like like pawn stars they would buy people's vintage stuff resell it restore it etc so our house was constantly full of items from elderly dead people who were having estate sales selling everything so i mean there were mm-hmm. several times that i had some kind of weird spirit activity you mentioned like the goosebumps for instance there was a table that they brought home it was absolutely gorgeous dining table and every time I sat on it, I would get this horrible, like painful, cold chill down my spine, like jerking, like just Oof. shooting down. And I'm like, what the hell? Every time I sit here, I had no reason to like be weirded out by it. I'm just like, what? every time I sit here, I'm getting that weird chill. And I didn't say anything. But then one Monday, my mom was like, yeah, the previous owner actually died on it. He had a heart attack while he was drinking coffee and just dropped dead right on that table. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there, yeah. there were a few, this is all that same house to the, the first story. So yeah, there, there were several experiences like that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's rough. Cause like, um, I, I know that there are people who have ghost experiences and I don't think that those are like disembodied dead people. I also, I think all of that stuff kind of like comes back to like demonic energy. Cause I, I mean, I, I think that, yeah. Yeah. Or and just so, energy in general, because we all emit energy, you know, the earth emits energy there, you know, there's, there's an energy everywhere and we are part of that energy. So while I don't necessarily believe it's always dead people, there's also just so many different kinds of hauntings too. They're all very different. You know, some are right. like a, like a videotape being played over and over and over again, and nothing can distract them. Nothing can change them. It's just on this day at this time, they're doing this on the clock. And then there are ones that are trying to interact with you. And then there are ones that can almost hear you, but they like think you're the ghost. Like they're like, they're in a different dimension. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like, to me, it's like there, I don't know if there is necessarily just one solid explanation. I feel like it could maybe be several. So I, I just, I don't fall for every theory, but I'm kind of like, maybe with a lot of them. So I've heard this sort of theory that as far as like the otherworldly realm goes, they don't experience time the same way that we do. So we have like yeah. a linear perception of a past, present, future, but all moments are all happening at the same time on the other side. Like there's no difference. It's a, it's like a great circle. Everything is always happening at the same time. So you can interact with time zones that may, for your perception, be happening in the future or happening in the past. And if there's enough like trauma and and horror going on in that spot that it can, like you said, almost like a tape recording play over and over again. And there's this castle and I want to say it's either Scotland or Ireland, but the, the castle's name is 5e Castle. Mm-hmm. And the, the um, in that castle, there was this little room that they used to throw people down into. And there was a spike at the bottom of the room. So most people, you would throw them down there, they would land on the spike and they would die. Right, but if right. you were unlucky enough to miss the spike or only get your leg, only get your arm, get your shoulder, whatever it was, you might be down there for several days, kind right. of like languishing. 
And so because of, and people believe because this thing, this horrible thing existed, it put this energy in the castle that now has like a haunting to it. Yeah. And it doesn't come in the form of a ghost or a person. It's this little creature that is like, um, it, the smell of death is always around it. It's said to be covered in um, like ragged cloth and um, that they see it's like four feet tall which is to me, that's a tall, that's a big creature, but I guess to regular sized adults, that's not that <laughs> big. So it's four feet tall and it roams around. It's in this ragged cloth and it smells like death everywhere it goes and it appears at night. And so like, I don't know, just when I heard that story about that thing, again, every hair on my arm is just like, whew, stay away from that place. But to this day, you can go to 5e Castle. You can stay there overnight. And people have these experiences on the regular. They go there to have these experiences. Right. Crazy people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so, I mean, I think there's something to um, the idea that traumatic energy can create stuff like this. Like, if I we... I really believe so. Um, right. I, I almost... It kind of makes me think of, like, the law of attraction, where you emit positive energy, you stay in a good, good spirits, and you're just, you know trying to be light and love essentially and you're going to attract those good things but if you're constantly negative you're going to attract negative things i mean it wouldn't surprise me if just and that's that's energy based so i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. considering that there I, there's i guess it would make sense too like like when you're going through something so traumatic of course you're releasing just negative energy there's no hope like you said you're just laying there in anguish you're just you know mm -hmm, you're going mm -hmm. to die and you can't yep. do anything about it you're like it you know so yeah that would that could absolutely cause some kind of disruption so to speak right some kind of ripple like yes. in the normal energy that just like yes. transfers over so that here in 2021 people are going as like a tourist attraction to try to like have an experience with this like demonic creature this like i don't even know what you would call it it's just a lump of cloth like well, nobody imagine say you're that person laying there dying nothing you can do you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're screwed and you're then turn there's you know, for however, so you're turned into this demonic creature and now you're a tourist attraction, your <laughs> death, <laughs> your pain is now a tourist yeah, attraction. That's rough. Like <laughs> that, that's what bad shit's going to happen. And people are there <laughs> with their phones, like check you out. Right. They're like, right. no, you're supposed to be terrified of me. Come on, guys. <laughs> so an added bit of cruelty to that story is that um, a vent from the kitchens existed between the spiked tower, I guess. And so when they were cooking the food in the kitchens, you would smell it be while you were sort of like oh my starving to death, injured in the bottom of this spike tunnel. Oh, my God. Just like, What's wrong with medieval people? Like <laughs> What? A lot was wrong this, right? <laughs> so right? I, I Googled skinwalkers and are, so this is, I can't believe I'm going to ask this question, but are, um, do y'all ever watch Twilight? No. Or read it or any of that crap? No. Nope. I had nope. a sister-in-law who had abominable taste. In everything, <laughs> including men. I and saw one Twilight that. movie because yeah. there was a cute girl and I was trying to date her. 
and I went and watched the movie. Okay, I was like, not it wasn't in the movie. There wasn't right? a funeral no, no, no. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it made so the werewolves in in that werewolves are just you know um, Native American dudes who turn into wolves. Okay. And it just sounds like I'm reading the Skinwalker thing, and I'm like, did they base this off of Skinwalkers in Likely. like some very weak way? I doubt they'd have that much like forethought <laughs> into what they were creating because there didn't seem to be like a discernible plot or anything. No. I believe perfectly sculpted eyebrows is an actual quote from that book. <laughs> That's what I was told. I never actually read it. I was just like, yeah, they literally it. said perfectly sculpted eyebrows. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never reading this. <laughs> So my sister-in-law tells me, she goes, no, no, it's really good. You should give it a chance. And about, so I had a whole conversation with Cam about yesterday, yesterday about how I didn't finish high school and I don't have any grammar skills. Um, but I knew a couple pages into this book that the scent, there was no sentence structure. Anything can be a <laughs> sentence in Twilight. And I was like, I can't read this. It's abominable. So a person who didn't even finish high school was like, this is terrible. Didn't like, Stephen King like tear her apart for her grammar? I mean, I believe. I, he I would. feel like that was the thing that happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't quote me, but I feel like that happened. It was abominable. I couldn't read it. I was like, this is not legible to me. This is like reading a drunk person on Reddit trying to describe. I mean, to a be teeny fair, I, she probably was. She probably was a drunk person on Reddit. Like on honestly, Reddit, yeah. It, like yeah. I mean, it did start off as a fan fiction. And then get, got spawned into Potter, that. Right? Oh dear! I, said, I think it was Harry Potter. Yeah, I think it was Harry oh, Potter fan fiction. Which, and I'm <gasps> no, also pretty wasn't. sure another <laughs> another one off is I'm pretty sure that Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction of Twilight. That's what I was. No, thinking. I was thinking Fifty Shades of Grey. That's yeah, I what think, I was I think, thinking. Okay, I think they're all that. I think it's Are a fan fiction. Oh, God. I think it's a fan fiction of a fan fiction kind of thing. <laughs> Get oh that away from me. Get that thing away from me. Oh my god. Yellowstone, Yellowstone needs to erupt now. Like I'm done. We're done. I'm more I'm more scared of that than I am of the skinwalkers now. <laughs> well, apparently you're not supposed to actually say skinwalkers because if you do, that leaves you open to them coming after you. Fuck! Why didn't you say something? I didn't know this was rude. All right, well, nice knowing you guys. Always screwed, you guys. Yeah, for she's she's the one in Skinwalker territory. Yeah, yeah they'll come on. I'm for you. Bye, love you guys. <laughs> so, so, what is your favorite cryptid? Um, good question. To be honest, I can't say I have an exact one. I have Bigfoot does hold a special place in my heart, but not for reasons people would think. Um. But as far as like coolness factor goes, I've always really liked El Chupacabra just because there's a lot of like whack conspiracy theories behind it. So it just keeps it that much more interesting to me. Everyone's Which obsessed one is with Chupacabra. It's, it's the, yeah, the goat sucker. It's the, it's kind of like a reptilian kangaroo dog thing with like spikes and like giant glowing red eyes. And it attacks livestock primarily. I'm actually not okay. very far from El Chupacabra territory either. <laughs> I'm I not think it's just an it, angry chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. It, likes, it started in Puerto Rico and um, spread through Mexico, Texas, I think parts of Arizona, New Mexico. Okay. Um, 
I have this second screen over here and I'm Googling things as you talk about them. So please continue. <laughs> That's why I'm making faces because I'm saying some things. You're good. But yeah, I really like that one. Um, honestly, the Romani melon vampires are <laughs> up there just because like, how could they not be? Um, yeah, uh, there's also, I, I, I'm probably butchering this. I tried so many times to actually pronounce this right, but it's not easy. The Volpertinger, it's, it's like a jackalope, but it's Bavarian and it's like more jacked up. Like it's got, the, it's the rabbit and it's got the, the antlers, but it's also got like fangs and a and pheasant wings and it's just more frankenstein <laughs> well i just love i have i have a jackalope for a couple of reasons one being that i went on twitter and i a was tattoo a jackalope tattoo yes yes <laughs> yes a, yeah it's, it's my jackalope uh, but i have this for two reasons one i went on twitter and i was gonna get a wolf and i was like you know anyone have any ideas for a um a tattoo other than that and uh, a girl came up and said a jackalope and i was like okay you you sold me that's that <laughs> I, and then i i did a little poll and i actually let the internet choose this and i couldn't be more thrilled with it i know it looks I, really cool i like it i just really like i do not like the american government but i love the spirit of america and this is so incredibly american in the right? best way it can be <laughs> right like bourbon and and jackalopes i'm all i'm all about that i think get a new tattoo ooh which I can. Okay, um, I have sent I like you a that. link in the private chat. I would like you to put that image on the screen. Is it a Volpertinger? No. It is something that should not exist, <laughs> but does. I mean, I expect this is rule 34 stuff. <laughs> I want to talk about why this exists. <laughs> I've actually been sent screenshots of a, of a Bigfoot porno before. <laughs> so this is a legitimate book that's available on Amazon, Surrendering to the Sasquatch, an erotic monster fantasy. You can get it on Kindle. It's um, it's free with Kindle Unlimited. $2.99 oh, otherwise. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so these are legitimate um, monster stories with a lady and a Bigfoot. <laughs> stories nothing why more story. nothing more why <laughs> does this exist and of course we we have a friend on twitter all of us are friends with um biggie foots on twitter great so i like to imagine these are the tales of his erotic conquests <laughs> <laughs> is he an erotic advisor he could be a, he, he might have an OnlyFans page where he advises in the ways of monster love. It's true. <laughs> this is terrible. So there are fan fictions of Bigfoot, but there are like also fan fictions of like um Colonel Sanders from KFC. Dude, fan There's fiction is everything. Wild. Everything's yeah. got a fan fiction. So there are a couple of YouTubers that I, I watch occasionally. One is Danny Gonzalez and the other is Drew Gooden. And they were their friends in real life as well as YouTube. And they found uh, fan fiction of them hooking up and then <laughs> read it, read it together on a, on a video. And I was like, this is the best thing I <laughs> guarantee you. Like there's probably like Dave Smith, fan fiction out there. I was the just first person say to find it and link it wins something. 
we yeah we will give you we'll buy you um we'll give you a free t-shirt if you find a dave smith erotic fan fiction but also Either find it or I'm, write it i was gonna say now everyone's gonna start writing it <laughs> or or a reed clint um crossover fan fiction they don't have to be erotic but I prefer I prefer them not to be but apparently Cam has other preferences <laughs> I, 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 I need it to be gross <laughs> <laughs> like sloppy the sloppier the better so yeah get on it guys Colonel, Colonel Sanders is in pretty good shape. A solid looking guy. Lots of opportunities. That's the opposite strip. Is, yeah. A fan of the Colonel. Frantic typing. You're going to make this thing happen and then it's going to be terrible. I want, it. I want it. Please. Please write a Dave Smith, Clint, and Reed fan fiction. Someone, for the love of God, make it Make it horrible, and then blame me, because I I'm fine with I'm fine with that. I feel like the better you tried to make it, the worse it would be. <laughs> like... I didn't mean to put up the the heavyweight copy pasta there. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness. So anyway, back to monsters. Yes, let's talk about things. monsters some more. Um, Jessica, is your favorite cryptid Bigfoot? It is. I have a Bigfoot sign in my garden and it's got big the the famous shadow of him walking yes. and then it says welcome over the top of it and it's a metal sign that I bought at an art festival. But yeah, no, I I I like the Sasquatches mainly because I don't feel like they're real. So it's e do what? Because of the book. You read the because, book. Well, and now you the love the Bigfoot surrendering to the sasquatch <laughs> that chick had a, a full-on g-string like what are you doing in the woods with a g-string on you stupid bitch that's why that's why <laughs> and who writes these what kind of monstrous human being i'm gonna look her maybe she has a twitter i'm gonna find the author's name is maddie mcneil what if we talk to her on the show Let's get her on the show and find out why she wrote. Oh, she's got a. Oh, she wrote a lot of books, a lot of books. I'm sure she's just pumping them out. She's not giving a shit. She's just like, "Lady Monster, you fuck done." And <laughs> one is There's called. No thought. There's no thought needed. You're not reading these books for the plot. You're not reading them for the like. You know, the, the, the grammar, you're just reading know. because you want to read about monsters and people fucking like that's all I you, mean, so you, death you can by get messy. a 10. You can get a 12 book set for $10. That's, that's 12 not bad books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, her, her big title seems to be orgasm. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that's the best punk band name ever. <laughs> So uh, the main character's name is Zen, spelled with an X. Oh my God, I hate everything about this. Of course it is. Zen manages to capture an orc during an attack on an orc fortress, because where else would orcs be? Um, orcs aren't captured often, and Zen needs to make him talk. Oh my God, he's a massive, I can't read this. He's a massive stubborn brute, but she quickly learns what he likes. 
What's the what's the cover look like? For information, it it looks sweet. Hold on, we'll we'll put it up. Hold on. <laughs> what Orgasm. I love about rendering the oh Sasquatch that book cover we showed is that it's legitimately just a chimpanzee head photoshopped onto a gorilla body. With it's not even a, a Bigfoot. A girl with a a thong walking in the woods. It's it's beautiful. This is not. I didn't need to know this existed. Oh, you did. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> wow. A por- apparently, Orcgasm is a multi-series. There are sequels. I guess oh, Zen with an X didn't, to be. didn't get the, all the information she needed on the first blow. Um, <laughs> here I'm gonna put it Whoa. in the uh, the pun not intended, <laughs> although it was pretty good. Okay, it's in the. Ooh, I think I just added a three to that. Hold on. Okay, it's in the it's in the thingy. Let's 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 find out together. It's oh, I just moved the whole screen over. Let's see. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, this is. Ooh. Spicy. I mean, this is borderline like bestiality <laughs> stuff. I think people are I, like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah, please come with the chain. I want to make it bigger. No, I don't. <laughs> I bet the five people who are watching this right now are so glad they tuned in. <laughs> I hope they got paid good money to make that cover. That's that's all I'm gonna say. As long Just- as everyone's happy, I'm happy. <laughs> a, a bodybuilder with a giant chain around him. Um, I'm colorblind. Can't tell you what color he is. He is ripped, though. I mean, that orc is like he is stacked for real. Yeah, big old teeth. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. So, they about orcs with big teeth. <laughs> but apparently, this is a huge genre that, like, not just not just this writer, but like it seems to be many dozens of. Probably very disturbed individuals who are writing this like <laughs> monster, monster, huge size, hardcore monster erotica. Oh God, <laughs> I'm thoroughly disturbed. I need therapy just for knowing this exists. This is this going to be my new I'm saying, <laughs> try to get the information. <laughs> Maddie McNeil, come on the show. Let's let's oh, talk yeah, we're about gonna- you. We're gonna find her. We're gonna ask <laughs> what happened to you. Why, Maddie McNeil? What happened to you? Like, Who hurt you? Who hurt you? You need. There's no way that this is like a her legitimate name. I wouldn't. I would never put my like actual human person name on this work. What if it's me? <laughs> well, She's loud right, and so, proud. So she is. Yeah. Of the cryptids, which ones? or one do you think has the most evidence behind it or which one do you think is most real among them um that's hard to say um are there any that you're convinced by honestly i can't say i'm fully convinced by any of them but that doesn't mean i am skeptics in all of them either like i'm very open to the idea of the yeti to be honest just because there are records of hairs not attached to known species of animals found near um like deer such just ripped to shreds you know so i mean it's like okay it sounds like there's something out there maybe it's not 
our idea of a Yeti, but there's something undiscovered out there that people think is a Yeti at least, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Yeti always came off to me like um, a polar bear that somebody had some kind of like terrifying encounter with a polar bear and in their mind they didn't like process that it was a bear at the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That is very possible. I mean, especially like you look back at like when these sightings first started, everybody back then was on drugs. Like, let's be real. And yeah. so, I mean, like you look at like um, old timey, you know, sailing maps at all, like the pirate maps, all that shit, and like the jacked up look at sea monsters or the first time people settled in the US and saw bears and they just look nothing like bears and they try to draw what they look like. I mean, right. Again, everybody was on drugs back then. Nobody, nobody could tell what they were looking at. Can I just say that that one picture of Nessie looks 100% like a toy dinosaur in a puddle? It is essentially. It was. It was already proven to be a hoax. Uh, the Loch Ness monster. That that famous black and white photo of it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. It, okay. It, it just looks like a toy dinosaur, and I was always. But I I, pe- I knew people in high school who saw that and would swear up and down that Nessie was real, and they and that this photograph was real. And it's like the Bigfoot, the famous Bigfoot photo, which is also clearly a dude in a suit. Okay, I have a story about the guy in the Bigfoot video. Go. Go for it. So I said hold a special place in my heart. And the reason why, my great-grandfather lived like 30 minutes outside of where that was recorded in the time that was it was recorded. And he, before he passed away, he claimed multiple times that he was part of that video. Now, um, obviously, there's no proof. I, I can't just say, yeah, he totally was, you know, because I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he likes to kind of joke around. I will say I've had a couple of moments in my life that make me go, oh, shit, he might actually be telling the truth. Um, one of those is I was watching a documentary on it, and I always mix up which, which one of them's dead, one of them is alive. I believe it's Patterson that died. So it was uh, Gimlin, I believe, is still alive. Um, I might have that switch though. I always forget. I was watching a documentary when I was like 13 or so and my grandma, his, but you know, my grandpa's daughter walked Mm -hmm. in and she's like, Hey, I remember him. He's, uh, he was a friend of my dad's. And I'm like, do you know what I'm watching? She's like, no. And I told her I'm watching a documentary on Bigfoot and her whole face went completely pale. And she walked out of the room without a word. And mm-hmm. I did find in his cabin videotapes that were marked Bigfoot footage. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch them. So yes, I can't, I have no substantial proof by any sort of means. I got no way to prove it, but I'm just like, oh shit. He was in the right area at the right time. My grandma apparently did definitely know those guys. So like, shit, <laughs> there might be. Why, this. why would your gam gam try to suppress the Bigfoot information? Do you think? She honestly, she's kind of, she's just in general secretive. She does that with a lot of things. And I don't, Do you, I don't know if so much if she was trying to hide it as much as she wasn't co- sure if she was convinced by it either. And maybe that was like a confirmation to her and she didn't want to talk about it anymore. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So, so here's the thing that um, Ethan brought up and it's that, okay. So there's this thing, I think it's, I want to say it's sperm whales. Um, but there are whales and that they will get close to the water and they will get an erection and it will come out of the water. And people have come <laughs> to this real, th- the idea that yes, there may have been sea serpents that <laughs> yeah. people saw back in the day and reported about, 
But in fact, <laughs> they were whale penises. Yes. And not sea serpents. And this, is that a whale I remember dick? learning about that. Is a, a whale that dick. is a, a dork, as some call it. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a whale. The wiener. likeness to the um, photo is incredible. <laughs> Between the Nessie photo and the, the the whale dong is incredible. Yeah, life imitates <laughs> art. Wow. Yeah, that? apparently this is this is uh, theorized to be where a lot of these sea serpent or kraken. Yes, I mean we know squids exist, but kraken coming up out of the sea and all of that <laughs> coming up um, <laughs> come from is whale dicks. Which huh. I, 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 in loving memory of one of my previous guests who died recently, John McAfee, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> you, you whale fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so just to uh, make the point that he made so expertly very shortly before his death is that um, it was consensual because <laughs> there's no way you're going to do that to a whale without their approval. So... <laughs> At the very least, we know that that interaction, if it existed, was consensual between John and the whale. So and, and, rest and in Heather's peace, right. John. The, that, that does give a whole new meaning to Moby Dick. I'm learning so <laughs> many things today. <laughs> so many things. This is what you get for having a resin penis craftsman on your show. And now the episode is just different penis facts. Dicks all the way down. I, I told you the subject would come back up just because I'm here. So, a lot of these people who write this, I've been researching trying to find um, one of these monster uh, fan fiction writers, and they're all aliases because no uh, buddy wants their actual name to be put on a um, a story about a lady doinking a Bigfoot. So. We're going to have to really do a deep dive to find one of these people who's willing to like face reveal on our podcast oh, about yeah. writing Bigfoot doinking uh, fan fictions. So we might have to let them wear a mask because Cam has a policy of you have to actually like be on the podcast. You can't be just like a screen that some people yeah. do like like a, an avatar. He wants their actual faces, but we will let you wear a mask. So if you want to just... wear like a. I, I've seen so many podcasts where these little shining or little uh, fluctuating puddling avatars, and I hate it. I, I I will not watch it. The point of having video is to have video, and so it's like I'm not going to be a dick and say no. I won't talk to you. You have a very if like if someone has a very important story to tell, of course there are going to be exceptions to the rule. But if I can get you to wear a mask if you're uncomfortable, or if I can. I, I we let Tet do it one time. I just love Tet. I mean, there there are exceptions, but I would prefer to have video in some way because it's just it's far more interesting when you can get even without a face. You if you can get some sort of physicality, much more interesting to watch. But let's talk about let's let's let's. <clears throat> I I love the idea of cryptids. I love the I, the dark ones and the the ones that aren't dark. I don't. I feel like there are more dark cryptids than there are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, we talked about the, um, or at the, least the most famous ones anyway. <laughs> right. Well, th there's also this, um, there's another Japanese one, which is kind of a monkey looking man. I can't remember the name of it. And he has, I want to say a bowl on his head and you can, 
he will spill the bowl on you or try to hurt you if you do not give him a cucumber. Are you thinking of the kappa? I think so. <clears throat> okay, yeah, because it's, it, yeah, it's like a turtle man creature, Delio. And yes, they can absolutely be vicious. And one of the ways to keep them away is to give them cucumbers. And yeah, they have a, they, it, yeah. They don't have a they, they have like the, their their heads are kind of ca like caved in, so their heads are kind of like bowls. And if the water falls out or dries out, they can die. So mm -hmm. they want to keep it filled, so they tend to hang out by rivers. <laughs> um, who just has a cucumber? First of all, just on hand, who keeps one? Um, if you're scouted by Papa, you will absolutely have a cucumber on hand. <laughs> it's like fair. there's a tradition there to write your to credit write or carve your family's name into a cucumber and toss it down the river as like an offering to make sure the Kappa don't attack your children while you're swimming in the river. S mm. Speaking of cucumbers, we mentioned I mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey earlier. <laughs> I had a friend who worked in a movie theater. And when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, part of his cleanup was throwing no. away cucumbers. No. Oh, no, God. no, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, re women, I rebuke women and reject nasty. this story. Oh, my God. No, I refuse to believe this. Oh, my God. White women must be stopped. Oh, my God. <laughs> I worked at movie theater bar, and we definitely had some weird shit happen at the movie theaters that we've had to call police over. But, like, oh, my God. What the hell? He said there were at least three cucumbers he found when he right when that movie came out. <laughs> Why wouldn't you pack it out? Why would you leave it there? What's wrong with you? Take your who cucumber to, home with you. Who wants to take a stinky cucumber home with them? But you don't leave it there for the poor. I mean, I don't. I feel bad like dropping popcorn on the floor for the attendant oh. to pick up. I will. I hate. I Yellowstone, hate just Yellowstone the damnation already. <laughs> that's horrible. Well, you know that's that. That movie was part of like the normalization of porn in our society, and like it's not a good thing. Like. I mean, I'm not like I don't know. I'm I'm not like a pearl clutching type of person. If you if you use it, it's fine or whatever. But you don't you don't leave your you don't leave your things in the movie theater, ladies. I need you to have a little more dignity, a little more class. What is oh, going man. on with our society? There is trust me, as somebody who did work in movie theater bar, there is absolutely no dignity or class. Yes. I'm telling you. This is why COVID happened, everybody. This is why <laughs> this we're is being punished punishment. with COVID. Yep, this is our Be this is our plague. This is our punishment. Because y'all can't pack out your cucumbers <laughs> when you leave the damn movie theater. Um, leave no trace. I do. So the art that we used for this episode was a, from a guy named Jackson Davis, and it's of Mothman. Have you done much research into the Mothman, Harley? Because yeah. I, I feel like this this photo this painting was so beautiful that i i want to talk about mothman for at least a little bit i yeah the mothman is definitely one like arguably the most popular cryptid right now um it is definitely a very fascinating uh story there's a lot of conspiracy and men in black type stuff like i don't know if you've read the mothman prophecies or anything but i mean like yeah, I mean, I can understand why it's so popular, but I have to admit, people are getting really weird with it because now he's constantly being sexualized. 
Again. So like, you're talking about these books as if there's something un like out of the norm, and unfortunately, they're really not that out of the norm. Oh my god. Have you ever seen See, the Mothman statue? Do me a favor. Whoever can Google right now and put in images. Look up the Mothman statue in West Virginia and look up both sides of the statue. I'm so excited. Let me see. Oh, look at this thing. Oh dear. Why? So Dang you guys it. are frozen on my end. Are you showing an image? Yeah, yeah, you're good. No, not yet. Uh, okay. Let me let me pull it up. Because I can't <clears> see what's going on. It's you guys are frozen on my end. We can still hear you, but you are okay. freezing on our end. But we can still hear you. Okay. There so the go. Mothman statue. Tell me what you're saying so I can elaborate. So it's like a like a silver guy with a weird nest of chest hair. Yes, he's absolutely sure about. Like you can grind meat on those abs for some reason. Now look at the backside. Look at that. Look, look at that booty. He's dummy's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why do these things exist? A town built this. A town in a West Virginia. Ass, a whole ass town built this thing and put it up like it's something they're proud of. Look at this old couple posing in front of it. I am legitimately upset and confused by what I am seeing. I'm sorry, I caught it. My my idol ass connection for a second, but yes, for some That's reason fine. the statue has like a dump truck ass, and like there's I've seen a lot of weird shit. You know, I'm in I'm in a lot of cryptid uh, communities, and I've seen some weird shit. So the inscription on the statue reads: "The Legend of the Mothman." On a chilly fall night in November 1966. Two young couples drove into the TNT area north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, when they realized they were not alone. What they saw that night has evolved into one of the great mysteries of all time. Hence, the Mothman legacy began. It has grown into a phenomenon known all over the world by millions of curious people asking questions. What really happened? What did those people see? Has it been seen since? It still sparks the world's curiosity. A mystery behind the Point Pleasant, West Virginia Mothman. Who got paid? To put this horrific looking thing in the middle of a West Virginia town. That's what I. Oh, Bob Roach. That's who. <laughs> fuck the you, Bob artist, Roach. Fuck you, Bob Roach, for inflicting <laughs> this horrifically thick Mothman <laughs> statue on <laughs> us all. Voluptuous. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> the word. But what's what's horrifying about it is that the eyes glow. They're like red um, tail lights. <laughs> in the eyes and they glow yeah i guess people come and like stand in front of this thing and take pictures with it yeah trash culture <laughs> my goodness <laughs> i of course i'm gonna go see this thing though you gotta like you gotta. i'm complaining i'm complaining about it but i'm totally gonna go see it <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta touch that ass though i hear it's good i do let's give it it's really smack. It's really high up there. I'm pretty short, so <laughs> I'll need somebody to boost me up. <laughs> Have Kevin pick you up. Yeah, so he will. <laughs> He'll do that. <laughs> I gotta go touch the Mothman statue's ass, babe. At least it's Let's not go. that first that first monster. You don't have to touch the the giant dong. 
<laughs> no. Oh my God. That's a legitimately <laughs> scary one. See, oh God. I feel I feel like that's why um I'm really like into horror movies and you know, fun stuff like that. But once I started having these like terrifying dreams, we're in the middle of our hundred nights of horror horror movie challenge right now. And I happened to also like quit smoking weed two weeks ago. And so I've been having these like horrible dreams. I can't watch horror movies right now because some of them are like too reminiscent um, of the visions that I'm like literally having visions at night. Yeah. I'm not used to this. I go to sleep. It's black. You know, I go to right. sleep. It's black. I wake up. It's morning. Like that's the way it's been for the last 20 years. All of a sudden I'm having nightmarish hallucinations throughout the night and yeah does this yep. end do people actually exist in a world where they go to sleep at night and they hallucinate all night long like this is dreaming i don't want this <laughs> yeah. i used to uh watch my documentaries at night just because i was like the only time i really had afraid to watch them uninterrupted and i would have to like palate cleanse so to speak and watch like beavis and butthead or something afterwards so i so i could like get all the spooky scary out of my head before i went to mm -hmm. sleep you know and replace it with something mindless and stupid and then i could go to bed mm -hmm. with less chance of sleep paralysis i had to do that with um the second movie cam chose this movie for our challenge it was called bone tomahawk and legitimately oh, my tomahawk. husband my my poor husband hasn't had nightmares about this movie. I've had nightmares. Like it's such a horrifyingly like um graphic movie that if just like if you can't handle gore, do not watch Bone Tomahawk, you guys. I'm telling you now from the goodness and kindness of my heart. But I had to like watch a whole season of Rick and Morty afterward to like <laughs> palate cleanse and get the images out of my head. And yep. That's why I loved it is because that was the first horror. It's like a horror Western. Mm -hmm. It's the first horror movie that I watched in years where that night aspects of it made it into nightmares. And I was like, were you were legitimately it. scared? Uh, well, I mean, I, I there I've had nightmares. Like, I don't know. Nightmares don't typically scare me after I wake up. I'm just like, oh, that was a nightmare. I'm, I'm typically good. But it was it, the fact that it made it in made me go. This is the kind of shit I like. like See, it Cam, you don't, me. you don't smoke weed. So let me ask you this. Do you dream every night? No, not at all. No. Okay. I mean, if That's I do, I don't remember it. That's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. So I started um, taking CBD, CBD oil and that's like helping tamp it down somewhat, but I'm not like going to do CBD oil every night for the rest of my life. I mean, I will if it prevents me from having like terrifying nightmares, I guess. But the whole idea was to get off of substances completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, so, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, Harley, what is, I don't know if I've asked this. I don't think I have. What is the most horrifying cryptid in your opinion? Oh, uh, to be honest, I don't know if I can give a solid answer because there are a lot of ones out there that are scary for all for very different reasons. I mean, if we want to talk about my personal fears, then I yeah. would say just any cryptid big enough to eat me alive because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have a phobia like of getting eaten alive. I'm not going to lie. Um, so for me, anyone that could do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. What's, yeah. a, what's a good one that could eat you alive? I would say probably more like the sea creature ones, 
You okay. know, some some think that the megalodon is still a thing, and I would hope and pray not. You know, I, right. I, let's see. I'm the opposite because I fucking love sharks, and so they're like, cool. I just don't want to get eaten whole. Like that's horrifying. Right. <laughs> but I'm just really hoping that there's this deep part of the ocean where megalodons live. They probably they're still down there, and I I, I just is. I want that. I want that to be a thing. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Greenland shark? I don't know, to be honest. Okay, so let, let me actually get the number here. Um, but there's a, a shark called, the, that's the Greenland shark, and they are incredibly old. And it is something that uh, the Nord, I think it's, well, obviously Greenland, but they'll eat it. <laughs> um, but these sharks, um, they're extremely toxic to eat. And so they have this whole fermentation process because people in those cold countries are out of their fucking minds um but they're i think the oldest one it, that they've um found was like 512 years old and they look like zombie sharks like they 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 look like they've been living in the ocean for hundreds of years huh. like they don't they don't look like they're living and they're gotta, fascinating animals i'm gonna google now <laughs> the greenland shark greenland shark yeah i think that the oldest one that they think they've they've aged was uh 512 years old but like a living it, shark that's 512 living, years living old. shark that's between four and 500 years old yeah Jeepers. my internet is so slow right now but i'm trying to google it <laughs> <laughs> have you have you have you found one jessica because like I, here i'll, no. I'll pull this picture <laughs> I'm actually looking at the Twitter account of this couple that got married in front of the Mothman um, <laughs> statue. <laughs> like this could be us, but you're. Yeah, this is this could be us, but you're playing around. <laughs> that's so he, that's sweet. That's sweet though. That's nice so this for is, them. This is the Greenland shark. Okay. And so this wow. one is probably around 400 years old. They're blind. And they look like they've deteriorated. Like that th does point? that not look like a zombie shark? What is the point of that creature? I don't know. The only uglier shark that I know of is the goblin shark. Have you ever seen a <sighs> goblin shark? No. Oh, I love sharks. This is so. I'm. Th this is my autism coming out. Um, yeah, let's um, do let's it. Too um, <laughs> Goblin. Goblin sharks are interesting because when yes, they, those are weird looking. They expel their jaw, so their they don't their mouth doesn't move like that. Their jaw shoots out of their mouth, and they grab onto their prey that way. And they're very they're deep sea sharks, and so that's why they're so freaking weird looking. Um, because everything that's that deep is weird looking. Um, I can't believe I'm on the shark kick. That's incredible. What a what a night. Um, so there we go window there we go this is a goblin shark look at that yikes guy. oh my god i mean let's not even talk about the donger on the front of his face <laughs> and they shoot their jaws out what's the point well they so they they creep up and there's the fish in front of it and then their their jaw just grabs the fish oh and okay it so it, it, it's like retractable it doesn't it doesn't yeah. like shoot out and then they're like have to grow right. new teeth yeah okay. it's not like an it's not like an octopus penis i don't know if you know about <laughs> octopus penises i know about octopus no penis. 
So do octo- continue. Male octo- <laughs> octopi, octopuses, octipodes, if you will. Um, they they take their their penis, they pull it off, and they throw it at the female, and they're like, "Hey, uh, go fuck yourself." And the women do, and that's how octopus procreate. That's not a real story. Yes. Oh, 100%. Google that shit. It's made it up. Nope. You made it. that up just now. <laughs> Do octopus ha- uh, throw their penis? Can you imagine how terrifying if there were like krakens that like, come up over the surface and like two of them like start breeding like that and they're just chucking their dicks across your pirate ship? <laughs> imagine if humans had to do it that way. <laughs> Just oh, intently no. go go uh, duck duck like a, going that shit. Make like a makeshift blow dart and just like right in their necks. No images. Why? Why would I click image? Because <laughs> um, you're free. Okay, so apparently that's true, and um, it's a specific. It's a specific uh, oct- breed of octopus. It's called the Argonaut octopus. Um, when the female Argonaut octopus swims by, the male phallus detaches itself from his body, floats to the female, and mates with her. So the penis like is like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. And then, the male, and then the male dies. Yep. So it's like a bee sting. That once so, you've um, like... A- anglerfish. Do you know anything mm-hmm. about anglerfish? They so, have the... That's the one with the, um, the light, with, yeah, right? With the light. Okay. But that's the, those are the women. Those are the, the female anglerfish. Because the females are are the big fish, and then the male is this tiny little fish. And what he does is he swims up to the female and then becomes a part of her body. So he just implants himself on the outside of her body. His stuff goes into her stuff. She has babies. He becomes a part of her. That's vaguely romantic, but also not. (laughs) That's, yeah. I just they've <laughs> I don't know how this went from cryptids to marine biology, but hey. It's very here. close, the two things. Yeah. We're we're here and and I I I I cannot overstate I do just love sharks. Like I've always thought that they were the most fascinating creatures. And I the want most, megalodons to be real right now. The most um Googled question about octopuses on Google is do octopuses have balls? <laughs> no. That is the number one Google ask. It's not it's not how do you prepare octopus? It's not is octopus good with garlic. It's do they have balls? So like the internet is a trash fire. Oh I love oh I okay, so Paul just said mermaids. Let's talk about mermaids. Do you know why mermaids exist? Do you know what people thought were mer- what what the pirates, the sea so, men so thought were mermaids? The, the way yeah. I knew this story was that it was um what are those fat things called? Uh, manatees. <laughs> manatees. Thank you. And that's it. What I what it, I used to call that girl in high school. Um, <laughs> a manatee. A sea cow. No, I was never <laughs> that mean. I was never that mean. Um, yeah. So they saw the sea cow, and ladies and were, were like, look at that. Sexy ladies God. were big back Again, then, and they were like, everyone back then was on drugs. All of them. They were not seeing things as what they were. But I mean, imagine having to be alive in those times. Like you would want to be fucked up twenty four hours a day because right. life is so hard. Yeah, I'm not judging them. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally get where they're coming from. They're like, this this is medieval times and it sucks. We need to like be super high. Um, there's a movie called A Field in England and it's the entire movie is about these three medieval guys hiding for their lives in a field and they eat mushrooms because they're hungry. So they just find some mushrooms and they, and they trip their balls off. But it's all in this like weird sort of medieval um you know their entire world is like possessed by the church and like their visions are very like involved with that so it's a crazy movie but um as someone who has tripped before it's the most real to life depiction of a psychedelic trip that i have ever seen and it's called a field in england so if you've never tripped before and you don't intend to but you want to kind of get a feel for what it's like a field in england is a very true to life depiction of tripping or just, yeah. <laughs> or just do it. Or just do it. Have you watched Midsummer yet? No. Mm -mm. Okay. I'm laying off until the dreams stop because I am having a rough time with these dreams, yeah. man. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like I watched the last night's, which was it comes at night, and I I didn't watch most of that movie. I got so bored. Was, oh, okay. I, so whoever like I, there are a couple of them on the list where people have hyped up movies, and I'm like. Eh, bummer. You have bad taste yeah. now, I know. <laughs> Tonight's is really weird. It's called Possum by Matthew Holness. It's bizarre and very psychological. So if you want to jump in on the 100, 100 Nights of Horror, we have a Facebook group you can check out and you can see the, the calendar. But Tonight's is a good one to go into purely for the weird, dark, absurdity and psychological nature of the film um we definitely so are there any other cryptid questions that you have jessica um i have been exposed to many facts tonight that it will take me time <laughs> to process to be honest i think if i have to learn anything else i will be very upset <laughs> oh i what, what i love about being freeform is the fact is we had we had some th we did talk a little bit about cryptids but we talked about some wonderful things i think and you know people are going to be thinking about that that cucumber cryptid as well as the cucumbers in the theater <laughs> so <laughs> there's a connection here between throwing the cucumber to avoid the, the um the octopus throws his cucumber <laughs> and then the janitor at the movie theater has to throw the cucumber into the trash can. So <laughs> there is a theme here. There's a for balance. Sure. The perfect yes. balance. Yes. <laughs> All things perfectly balanced. Yes. So uh, so I, I don't know if you know this, Harley, but Jessica is a teller of fortunes. We're she still doing this, aren't we? With, with deep and unsettling powers. Um, and so she can a lot of a lot of people can read tarot cards. Uh, a lot of people can, you know, read palms, but Jessica reads pizzas. So if you were to order a pizza right now, any toppings, what pizza would you order? And Jessica, without using Google to find a a, uh, oh fuck you! I do what I want. A horoscope will tell you what it means about you. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm such a dick. 
I'm going to say deep dish, extra cheese, garlic butter crust, pineapple, bacon, mm. barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. That's with the pineapple. It's fantastic. Yeah. You get that savory sweet. Yeah, going on. Okay, so interestingly, every time I have pulled up a random, because the, the, the way I started doing this, Okay, so a little background here is that one time on Twitter, I said, I your pizza order tells me everything I need to know about you. And so Cam has made me give every guest a specialized pizza reading since then. It's been like 18 weeks and he's made me do this every time. I'm really struggling to come up with like things to say about pizza. <laughs> like, um, so, uh, so I've been pulling up horoscopes. But what I've noticed is whatever random horoscope I pull up tends to actually be that person's astrological sign. So my first question is, are you a Gemini? Yes. Huh? It's like not failing so far. It's like four weeks in a row. Cool. Yeah, I just turned 30 on June 7th. Yep. Excellent. How happy birthday. Um, <laughs> my, my, my 30s have been the best time of my life. So I hope that that will be the case for you as well. I hope so too. Um, <laughs> It says, uh, you may feel an urgent need to use your physical energy, which brings up qu questions of sports in your life. Do you get enough exercise? If not, this could be a good time to join a gym. What the hell kind of horoscope is this? It's very judgy. I, was I don't say, like it. Rude. Yeah, that's rude. Get the gym, bitch. Let's go. Get your fat ass. Are you, are you a fat bitch? You need it's to go like, to the gym. Well, you know what? I did. To be fair, I did just say I would order deep dish, extra cheese. <laughs> the circle. I guess I, I guess I can't be too mad. That's fair. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So fair enough. And it says, um, find one you like and get moving. You have a So eat the pizza and then go right. work it off at the gym. Is that what I'm being told? Yeah, that's what you're being told. Not by okay. me, by this horoscope. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wildly, like when we did it for um Kate, it was also her. She was a uh, Aquarius, I think. And I randomly pulled up the one that I pulled up was an Aquarius. So I have a pretty good hit rate with this so far. She, yeah, I, I, I go ahead. No, I'm just going to I'm just saying that I liked the first few when you had to go off your head and your <sighs> your your readings are going down. You're calling people fat bitches. I mean, <laughs> I we're we're going to have to have call anybody sort of a fat bitch the, the the horoscope reading said that okay i'm good, I'm good. <laughs> i see i i see i see yeah Blame i i asked i put butter on the crust for god's sake like i, <laughs> oh, I shot yeah. myself in the foot with this one let's be fair <laughs> he set that shit up <laughs> <laughs> so uh one of the things the hallmark of this show is that we believe in hope we believe in not, uh, as it were, taking the black pill, but looking at life, how it's good, what motivates us. So is there anything in your life, it could be personal, it could be extremely personal, it could be small, it could be big, it could be global, whatever floats your boat. What at this point is giving you hope that we might share with the audience? Oh, God. Um, that's a lot of really heavy shit right now, I'm not going to lie. Um getting out of a very, very rough domestic abuse situation that I'm still dealing with the aftermath with, but 
I'm working towards getting into a much healthier spot in my life. I'm in a much better relationship now. And so it's kind of just a waiting game until I can finally just leave all this behind and get my life going again. Yeah. But you, well, got, you, you, you were able to get out and you've been able to find some happiness from yes, well, at least what I've seen on Twitter. Last year, this time last year was one of the most difficult times of my life. And this time two years ago was one of the most devastating as well. And so for the first time in a good while now, I actually have something to hope for and look forward to when this time last year and last year, I really didn't, or the last year and the year before, I mean, I, I didn't have anything to hope for. So it gets well, better. It does. it does. It gets better. It, it, it'll take some time sometimes it, it, and it's frustrating waiting for it. But mm -hmm. when it does, it'll hit you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> you're just, it, it's, you'll start seeing how the stars align and you're going to be thankful they did. Absolutely. And it's, it's always hard when you are planting a new garden and you're sowing new seeds and you're tilling the earth. It's hard. But, you know, from what I've noticed on Twitter, you have been very um, intentional at tending your garden. And that's something that people need to do. And what, what other I, choice I, do I, I have? See that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, the thing. that's the thing. What other choice do I have? Am I going to just sit here and let it get worse? Like, why would I do that? I'm already pissed off because other people tore me down. So I'm going to tear myself down as well. Like, does that yeah. make sense? I do that every day, though. Like, it's so bizarre to me. Yeah, I know they do. And it's it sucks because they lose hope, you know, but at, there comes a certain point when you're just self sabotaging, yeah. you're, mm -hmm. you're just hurting yourself. And that's, you can't see that as an option. You have to look at that and go, no, that's not an option. I'm going to get myself out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I we're have, proud of you. Yes, absolutely. And I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and how we talked about what we wanted to talk about. And we also talked about so many other disturbing, wonderful, and funny things. It was a, a plus in my book. Um, but I did want to let people know that if they want to follow you on Twitter, you do have one of those. You're at Rebel Scum Han, which is just such a great name. I mean, it's I'm surprised that you have it because I feel like that would have been something nabbed like 2009. I, right. I would have thought because my legal name is Hannah. And so it was just like a pun. I'm like, well, I'm an anarchist. I'm rebel scum. I love Han Solo, Hannah, Hannah, you know? So yeah, I was really surprised that it wasn't taken when I, when I started that account, to be honest. And um, also you, you have your project, which is Cryptid Bartender. Could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing and what you want to do and how you want that to, to grow? Okay. So it has been on hiatus for a while just because earlier this year she hit the fan and I'm, like I said, still picking up a lot of pieces, but I'm trying to get it going again. Um, a big part of what's holding me back right now is the fact that I don't have transport. Like, like we discussed earlier, I can't drive. So transportation is sometimes hard for me and I use different ingredients that you can't just get at a normal store. So it makes things a little tricky, but I'm trying to get it back up, up and running again. And what I do for those who don't know, um, I, I started this about two years ago. I make cocktails, like original cocktails, not just like special little funky takes, little twists, but like brand spanking new ones that are all based on different cryptids, UFO reports, hauntings, conspiracy theories, urban legends, etc. 
And cool. I try, I try to make the drinks like reflect what the theme is. You know, I'm not just like throwing together a random drink and be like, I'm gonna call it, you know, El Chupacabra. Boom, we're done. I like take the theme and I look into like the history, the location, um, what you know, what kind of foods, flavors, etc., is the place known for. And I, I try to tie in a lot of the culture and history into the ingredients and make it make sense. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, yeah, I've, I put it on hiatus for a bit, but I'm trying to get it back rolling again. So if you want to follow that, I do have a Twitter and it's at cryptid bartender. So like at the, at the end, it's like DR, there's no E because I couldn't fit it. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram on Facebook. I am at like 9,000 followers on that. And, um, I had a YouTube, well, I have a YouTube channel, but I only did one video on it because video is hard, but, um, but you can by all means subscribe to it. Cause I want to put videos on there. Encourage me. I'm hoping what is the, what's the channel called? I believe it's just called the cryptid bartender. I think it's just all the cryptid bartender. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram, Google or Google, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I think that's, that's the main stuff. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm brainstorming how I'm going to handle an actual physical recipe book. Right now, I have 52 cocktails released on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm working on turning that into an actual thing. So there's going to be different volumes of that once I get that ro- going. So this will be like volume one, and then later I'll do volume two when I have another like 50 or so. So yeah, uh, by all means, please follow. Uh, encourage me to get back into it because I want to. I don't want to let it die, but it also doesn't make me money. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I put Cam. I put the um, link for her YouTube channel in the private chat. If you want to throw that on the show notes, so that I folks can, that. can find her and subscribe to her saying, channel. There's only one video on it. And it's so baby's first YouTube tutorial. <laughs> like, but you will I make had more. No t- well, I had no time to make. I was actually reached out to buy the Lake Champlain Monster Festival, which is like in, in Vermont. And it's nice. a fairly big deal. So they reached out to me like, hey, we want to have you as a spot in here. And at first it was like, can you do this thing? Or you just kind of say hi. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And then they came back and like, you know what? If you could actually create like an entirely new cocktail for this and give us a video tutorial, we will actually give you your own special spot in the festival. Nice. But I had like two weeks to get it done. That's impressive. That's really impressive. And so I was like learning entirely new programs and how to do everything. It's really not that professional looking by any means but i did what i could in such little notice i am i'm i followed you i subscribed because i'm eager to see what you will develop into in the future so what you have now is not an indication of where you will be with it and i'm eager to see that journey yeah i'm hoping to get the ball rolling real good on it you should hear my first few podcast episodes (laughs) oh 104 now i think i've gotten a hang of it Finally. So um, also, if people want to buy some of your resin art or a, a dick lamp, they can go to Etsy and you it's Etsy.com slash shop slash rebel scum handmade, which is another great play on words. I I commend you on that. Um, <laughs> I have but, my it, <laughs> but beyond that, I like I said, thank you for coming on. I've enjoyed this. When you get the um, cryptid bartender going again. I think that we should probably have you back on and then 
we will make maybe I don't know if Jessica will do this, but I I am a neat whiskey guy. Like I like I like my whiskey. I like it neat. I if I I will buy stupid whiskeys or dr- different drinks, and if I can't drink it on its own, I I don't keep it. You know, like that's just kind of how I how I function. But I will make a mixed drink if you make one. And we can we can come back and try that at some point. If I have done that before. I did actually do that on one ep- on someone else's podcast a while back. I cr- it was a Halloween episode, so I created this whole new um, ponting themed drink for the. It was based on La Llorona, and um, it it was like a Bloody Mary Michelada type thing going on, and they loved it. It went really really well. So yeah, I've done that once before, and I'd be happy to do it again. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'll do that. <laughs> and so uh with that is there anything else you want to share with people before i start rattling off our stuff um just so everybody knows i don't just do epoxy art i also do t-shirts one of which if you're watching i'm wearing right now and um, i was gonna wear my another one that i did but i sold barbecue sauce on it so now you get to see this one instead <laughs> but uh, i do that what pizza was it pizza barbecue sauce yes it was <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got the gym horoscope. (laughs) (laughs) They're weirdly weirdly accurate. I'm saying. (laughs) But um, yeah, I do t-shirts. I do ashtrays and rolling trays. I started doing marijuana stuff before I ever smoked marijuana. So I'm kind of a a dirty poser. I do do lots of different stuff. I actually sew as well. I do like purses and oven mitts and things like that. So yeah, I do a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. So by all means, buy my, my buy my crap. That'd be great. Everyone <laughs> needs to buy your crap and our crap. Yes, every, buy our crap. Everybody buy their crap, buy my crap. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, I'm going to rattle off all of that stuff and we'll say goodnight. Um, you, can, you can hang out while I rattle it off or you can go. Whatever you want to do, we're fine with. Um, <laughs> but coming up, we have some cool episodes. Next week, we have Chris Baker from Inc. 180 coming on. He is a tattoo artist. I hate tattoos. They're disgusting. No one should ever get tattoos. It's a bad idea. But um, at sarcasm, I'm covered in them. But he was just a tattoo artist, and then he uh, started a ministry called Ink 180. And what he does is um, women who have been uh, ca- captured up into sex slavery, he removes he tat- covers up or removes tattoo brands that the men would put on them for sex trafficking and he also removes like hate symbols gang symbols stuff like that for free for these people who want to get away from that part of their lives and i think that's beautiful we'll be talking to him next week about that following that we have kim shang to talk about stoicism then we're going to talk to nick ashley about who the fuck knows what i have no idea yet we'll figure it out um, and then uh, finally, Nick Pacone is coming back on from Sounds Like Liberty. Then it was Peace Freaks. Now it's the Misfit family. Very interesting guy. Uh, we're going to talk to him about um, philosophy in general because we, we've talked about postmodernism. We'll, we will have talked about stoicism, and he studied these things very deeply in the past. And so we're going to get do kind of a philosophy roundup and get his thoughts, correct some some things that were said wrong by me or Jessica or anyone else who talked about it. We're going to have some fun and probably make dick jokes. That's just what we do. Um, <clears throat> finally, here's here's the fun list. 
Uh, we, like I said earlier in the show, we we started a partnership with Run Your Mouth Coffee. Their bourbon barrel coffee is really good and it smells really great. Jessica, you need to get some. Um, but if you go to rymcoffee.com and use promo code the Mad Ones, you can get ten percent off and try that out. And it helps us a little bit, helps keep things going, keeps the the old shirt churner moving. Um, we're also on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash the mad ones. Rockfin is where all of our old catalog is. So if you want to listen to all 104 episodes, Rockfin. If you want to listen to episodes that we have to record early before anyone else hears them, they'll be on Rockfin. We're also on Patreon at uh, it's patreon.com slash the mad ones. I'm on Twitter at Cam Harless, and I'm now open again. So I am public, and it's terrifying. Uh, but I, I think I got this job. I think I nailed it. And they told me I got the job. I just need to get the contract. Have um, you not done any work for them yet? Not yet. It'll start. It's supposed to start Monday. I've been leaving you alone during the weekday because I think you're working. <laughs> oh no, dude. I'm. I'm. I am. I am just living my life. My best okay. life. So if you want to follow me on Twitter at Cam Harless, if you want to follow Jessica, it's still at Soup Canarchist. That's where she throws out some shade and talks about how she should be being nice, even though she's being mean currently. I'm and among being other nice. things, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have t-shirts. We are the mad one.com slash we are the mad ones.com slash store. That's we are the mad ones.com. You can also listen to our episodes. It's also on iTunes everywhere else. So you have podcatcher youtube.com slash the mad ones odyssey. Just search for it. We don't have a good link. And then finally listen to the other shows that I edit. And a bunch of other very good shows that we like at mlganetwork.com. And that is it. That is, that's the shilling. The shilling's over. The shilling season done. is over. So anything we you want to share with the people, what's your favorite thing, Jessica, that you learned from this episode? I have to say all the facts about throwing phalluses in all their various <laughs> forms. Really, like if you're not watching our podcast, you're missing out on so many facts dong-shaped so facts, facts. Yeah. dong-shaped facts i've got it you you have a dong-shaped hole in your heart that needs to be filled <laughs> um but with that we love you guys thank you for listening watching sharing please share subscribe like push us out there we're trying to build something and i think this is really cool we have fun you should share the fun with others with that um i appreciate you and uh in the meantime don't do anything that's going to get you arrested for especially if it's stupid. Peace.